This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks for tuning in. It's the 100th episode of 40 Acres and a Fool. Yeah, the crowd goes wild. Missy and uh, Cam with you here, and we are on location this week at the Wise Ridge Country Store and Bakery in Dillwyn, Virginia, which is about two, 20 miles or so north of Farmville, I suppose, right? 15, yeah. 20 miles? It's probably closer to 20. Because uh, we're actually a few miles south of Dillwyn yes. itself, kind of in the middle of nowhere. But right. uh, but Dillwyn is the closest post office, so that's yes. why they get the address. And Wise Ridge Country Store and Bakery has been here for 10 years now. They're getting ready to celebrate 10 years in September. Uh, it's a great place. They do breakfast on the weekends. They do lunch every day. They do pizza. Uh, it is old school country store feel. Yep. Because uh, this is an old school country store. I think built in the uh, 1949, I think is when right. it opened up for the first time. Shut down in the early 90s. Yes. And then uh, uh, the owners, uh, Jeffrey, uh, who's the owner, and his mom, Joanne, who works here, uh, they bought the place, opened it up, had an antique store. Uh, we're starting to sell sandwiches, and then yeah, it just evolved into what it is now. Yeah, because they at one point too, they did um, like big, uh, decor- decorated cakes. They had a, uh, somebody who worked here and did becor- de- decorated, decorated cakes. Because <laughs> I took a class on cake decorating here, mm-hmm. um, but it was kind of fun. But so they 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 don't do that as much. But they've got pie, they've got oh, cookies, they've got pie. yummy candies, all kinds of things you can take out. They have a really great sandwich menu. They even got you know, like fancy grilled cheese with the cheese on the outside, mm-hmm. parmesan on the outside. Um, and I imagine, I mean, there, there are certain times of the week where you could probably commit a crime around here because, like, every police officer is gathered <laughs> at Wise Ridge to eat lunch. Yeah, uh, that happens at, a lot. Right? Like, you'll, you'll drive by and it's like, wow, I didn't realize there were that many highway patrolmen uh, in the <laughs> yeah, area. I've seen them come in for pizza. <laughs> right? So, uh, we are here at uh, Wise Ridge Country Store and Bakery for the uh, 100th episode of 40 Acres and a Fool. And we will have much more coming up right after this. This is 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. 
To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Welcome back to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. And we're back here on 40 Acres and a Fool, coming to you from Wise Ridge Country Store and Bakery for our 100th episode be sure to check them out online at wiseridge.com. They're on Facebook as well. And if you're ever in the Farmville area, it is well worth the 15-mile drive or so to uh, treat yourself to lunch and pie. Pie and cookies. And cookies yeah. and truffles. Oh, yeah, the and, candies. Uh, oh, my gosh. But just lunch, you know, because they've got all kinds of sandwiches and pizza. So Yep. And good. if you're here on the weekend, have breakfast. Yes. Uh, so, speaking of food, I saw a story this week. Two stories, first of all. Uh, first of all, the Washington Post had a story... Uh, is this the end for farm-raised beef? And the answer is no. No. It is not. not. Uh, the other story was, uh, and, and this was behind the paywall, by the way, the Washington Post, so I didn't actually read the story because I'm not going to give the Washington Post money. No. So uh, the other story I saw was out in California in Silicon Valley. There's a startup that has been making chicken. That test tube meat. Test tube chicken, yes, and they were serving it. Uh, at a uh, little tasting event, like fried chicken strips, right? Mm. And uh, according to the people who went there, it tasted almost like chicken. Like, so it tastes like nothing. <laughs> almost <laughs> like chicken. Like, oh, wow, they've almost got it right. So and it's $9,000 a pound for them to make this test tube chicken that almost tastes like chicken right now. I don't. Now it used to cost eighteen thousand dollars a pound, so it's coming down in price. They're the they're figuring out ways to do this, and eventually they're saying it's going to be cheaper to raise meat in tubes than it is to raise meat on farms. So hold on a second. I'm I'm a little confused by this. People are seriously pissed off about genetically modified apples, mm-hmm. and they're going to eat this shit from a test tube. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think it's going to go over that well? I, I not well. Not with the GMO uh, free crowd. You're right. Not with these people. No, they're right? they'd rather have real organic. But, but see, that's the but, this is where I find myself on the side of those folks because I have no desire to eat test tube chicken. No, I don't want to eat lab raised chicken. I want I want my food. Look, I want my food to know what it feels like to be under a sunny blue sky and to feel the, you know, autumn wind on its face. I want my food to have lived. Yeah. I want my food to be test tube food. No, that's just weird. I want it to be natural and I want it to have a good life before I eat it. I think I read this in a science fiction novel and then the next thing that happened was that they kept coming up with these medicines that people think they needed to have and then they ended up killing off all the humans. Well, I think this was like, was that Soylent Green, right? Well, people. It's people. <laughs> they were eating the people in Soylent Green. That's true. They weren't raising them in <laughs> they test raising, tubes. They weren't raising them in test tubes. They were just eating people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I saw this, and I just thought this was yeah. absolutely... Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. I imagine I, I know guess, what the audience is going to say about the idea of test tube meat. At $9,000 a pound, Well, look, let, look, let's say... Those are going to be pretty expensive chicken McNuggets Let's say even... Let's say you bring it down. They're able to bring down the cost to five dollars a pound um where it's roughly you know maybe a little bit more expensive than regular chicken or maybe they even make it so that it's cheaper maybe they, they achieve that and it's cheaper than real chicken i still don't want to eat it i guess it would be good for the very poor who need protein 
I will, for the poor, I think they're still trying to convince them that you got to start eating insects. Oh, yes. Because that's, that's the other thing, right? You need bug loaf or whatever. Yeah, eat crickets. Ant loaf. And gr- yeah. Right? That, you no, know, thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to. There's never going to be a, a time in my life where they're going to convince me that stir-fried crickets are going to replace a seriously kick-butt uh, porterhouse in my mind. No. Uh, yeah, no. Or bacon. No. Or bacon. Or a lovely pork just, chop. Or a really good, you know, piece of smoked Whatever, just not bugs. Speaking and of not test tube chicken. Speaking of bacon, we haven't even said we have bacon seeds now. We do. We have nine little half America guinea hog, half Asabao. So both heritage, both not very large mm-hmm. when they're finished, maybe two hundred pounds. A lot of where the American guinea hog was more of a lard ham. I think the Asabao is less fatty. So I think yeah. they should make for tasty. Eats right now. They're about the size of a little soda can. Right, and they squeal super loud when you pick them up, <laughs> and they and the, have and teeth. The, and the big uh, and they hogs bite you. Uh, already, they go. Oh, oh the big girls. They, they grunt. They, they don't like it when the babies get picked up. No, right now. and it's hilarious because only the one is the mama, and then her sister did not get knocked up, and then the other one was too young, and she's an asabao, so we call her Griddle. So we have Smog the mommy. Uh, Cottontail is the sister, and Griddle is the unrelated younger female. Mm-hmm. Well, Griddle is almost as protective. Is actually she's more protective of the girls, the babies, than Smog the mom is because yeah. she's actually come at me when I've ha- picked up the baby and it started squealing. She came right at me, and I'm like holding the piggy at her face, going, "Look, she's fine. It's just screaming. I just want them to get used to me." But no, they're they're all very very maternal. Which is good. Which is we very haven't good. had any problems. Nobody's gotten squished. Nobody's gotten squished. We've had the. They were born on the coldest night we've had yet mm-hmm. this entire winter, and they're little, but they've all made it. Um, they're all in a run-in with straw, and it was so cute when we went to leave uh, earlier today. There were two hogs in there, like at, at the at bookends, and there was one laying across the front of the run-in, and all the little babies were kind of inside, yep. just hanging kinda out, corralled. So, so they're all like, all of them are watching out. So it's good. We, I was. A little worried about how everybody would interact. Yeah, I was too. Um, I was afraid we were going to have to separate the mom and the babies, but it looks like it's working out real well. It's like yeah. a whole little family unit. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It, it's uh, that's like. Hopefully that's a good sign for how things are going to go on the farm this year. Yes. <laughs> right? So far, so good. And we didn't have uh, the one goat that we sent out to get knocked up didn't take. Yeah. Which is kind of good because then I don't have to worry about milking. If we want to take a little bit of a vacation anytime this summer, we can actually take a couple of days off and just have somebody feed them rather than have to somebody come milk twice that's a day. True. That's so, true. That's true. then, so next fall, everybody can get it. Like, Everybody, all of our goats will be old enough to be baby baby mommies. Mm-hmm. So then next fall, we'll be rolling. Next, Actually, a year from now, we'll be rolling in milk. Yes, we will. Yes. Swimming in it. Swimming in it. Yes. Taking baths in it. <laughs> goat's milk. I will be a Cleopatra. A goat's milk I will bath. take my goat's milk bath. I make goat's milk soap. I got all my stuff. Yes, we have also made progress on the garden this week. That's yes. good. Yes, we have. Um, hired somebody to come in and help us clear out. Uh, uh, we'd done the raised garden beds a couple years in a row. Last year, everything got totally overgrown with us, you know, not being able to do anything with the garden because of having to deal with my health issues. So we had to have somebody come in and just just pretty much razz it <laughs> and plow. So we're working on now cleaning up the plowed part. Yep. And uh, 
beets and carrots should go in the ground. Probably next week. Later this week. Yeah. Um, I don't want to wait till the weekend. I think Thursday. We got a couple nights of frozen. We got a couple nights nights where it's frozen, right? And I think by Thursday it'll be good to go. So I think uh, by the time we uh, you hear this next podcast, we will have stuff in the ground. I did put something in the ground today. You did. You did. Uh, We'll see if it works. I had horseradish roots that I bought last year to plant, buried in the bottom of a produce bin, uh, wrapped up in wet paper towels this whole time, and they actually had sprouted some roots even down in the cold storage. So I put them out there, watered it, and I said a little prayer over the, and say, okay, let's see if these will come and take this year. This is my second time trying horseradish, so we'll see if we can get a patch going. We'll see. But we love to hear how your garden is growing and going so far. I know it's early, not even, well, almost spring, Tomorrow, officially. Tomorrow, technically, but, uh, is the first day of spring. Yeah. So we would love to hear from you as well. The email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. The social media accounts on Instagram for your uh, uh, piggy pleasures and your uh, great goat pictures. If it's Corny Goat Farm, that's Missy, and at Cam Edwards, uh, that is me. Also, our snail mail address. If for some reason you want to send us something via snail mail, uh, P.O. Box 817, Farmville, Virginia, 23901 one seven. All right, we're going to step away for just a moment or two, but we do have much more still to come, including some thoughts from you all around the country. So stick around. There's more 40 Acres and a Fool right after this. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something, and progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com liars. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, so we've got a lot of emails to get to. Uh, Aaron in Norfolk, Nebraska, writing us. Aaron, listen, I'm going to have to do some editing here, buddy. I love the long email, though. I might send you a uh, reply uh, in uh, greater detail here. Uh, (laughs) Aaron says, it's fun listening to you talk politics on the podcast. I enjoy hearing you say what you can't say on... uh, Cam and Company. Oh. <laughs> you do such a good job staying pretty neutral on that show, albeit several times I find myself pulling a Kinnison. Say it! Say it! Say it! <laughs> you never do. Uh, disconnecting from social media is a must-do for me now, and again, I've got myself down to 49 friends on Facebook. I personally know them, so I can't really delete any more than I have. <laughs> I only belong to five groups, uh, so things are pretty streamlined. I joined Twitter back in December. I have nine followers, only four being real people, and I follow 14. <laughs> I can't believe the absolute hate that Twitter users have. It's unreal. I don't even read the comments from uh, tweet stories anymore. It's nothing but hate. I do enjoy your tweets, Peter Roffs and uh, Jesse Jane Duffs. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, and I've seen more and more of this, Aaron, where like people just, uh, Twitter's just not fun anymore. It just isn't. It's, you know, exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get people bitching and complaining about everything under the sun. You're going to get... You know, sometimes it's if, if somebody is funny, if somebody is snarky and, and has a, you know, a very quick wit, 
um, that's that's great. Like that can make Twitter amusing. Yeah. But that's so rare compared to just the general bitchiness on Twitter that I just don't find it that interesting anymore, honestly. I never did twit. And as for, you know, political commentary on Twitter, I I, I mean, how much insightful political commentary can you provide in 140 characters? You know, the best (laughs) that you can do is to send somebody, is to to tweet out a link to something that is a longer, more insightful commentary piece somewhere, right? But you could also get that through Facebook as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm on Twitter, but I'm I've been kind of checked out of Twitter. I, I Twitter is just not my thing anymore. Uh, Aaron says, I'd really like to see you do a segment with Ashley Lundvall and Cam and Company. I've seen that small spot during CPAC with her, Kimberly, Antonia, and Christy. She was so full of positive energy. It just seems like she has so much to say. Uh, Ashley is a, uh, a Second Amendment advocate, is an advocate for women who hunt, and is also a uh, advocate for the disabled shooting community Oh, okay. as well. Uh, Aaron says, I ordered and read her book over the weekend. It was an easy read, uh, very well written, 160 pages with pictures with some handwritten notes. She even signed it for me, says Aaron. Score. Nice. Nice. Uh, with the ups and downs of her story, she tells it in an easy-to-understand format that makes you laugh in one paragraph and get uh, teary-eyed in the next, those uh, darn onion-cutting ninjas there. <laughs> uh, Aaron says, I've got a couple of political questions for you. When the Supreme Court makes a decision, why isn't it always followed? Uh, example, uh, gay marriage is okay. Literally, the next day, all the uh, uh, weddings are happening, no problem. Um you cannot infringe on gun rights, yet every state is infringing if not flat out banning guns, carry, etc. How is it not illegal for states to go against the Supreme Court ruling? So, first of all, keep in mind, you actually, it wasn't quite that cut and dried uh, when it came to gay marriage. You did have the uh, court clerk in Kentucky who said she was not going to issue marriage licenses, right? Yeah, I remember her. Um, so, as a matter of fact, I mean, you've had court cases um, uh, you know, challenging uh, state laws that went into effect. Um, with the Second Amendment, though, you're, you're right, Aaron, and, and part of it is that the appellate courts uh, have, in many cases, gutted what the Supreme Court has said in Heller and McDonald. I wrote about this for America's First Freedom a couple of weeks ago, uh, specifically looking at the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. So I'd encourage you to check out the column um, if you just do a Google search for, you know, Cam Edwards Fourth Circuit, or if you search americasfirstfreedom.org, you can find it there. And the bottom line is we've not had um, we've not had the four justices needed to hear another Supreme Court case dealing with things like right to carry and things of that issue, uh, things of that nature. So, in the meantime, uh, you've had some anti-gun courts issue some really, really bad rulings. Now you've got Neil Gorsuch, whose confirmation hearings begin this week, and hopefully he'll be on the court soon. And hopefully, maybe that will prod the court into taking a couple more of these cases because, uh, in particular, the the uh, a case out of Maryland, Colby versus Hogan, which upheld the Maryland Firearm Safety Act, which upheld the gun bans. As a matter of fact, the Fourth Circuit said, "Listen, these semi-automatic firearms they're not even covered under the Second Amendment because they're like machine guns, so they can't be covered." That's an awful, awful decision, Aaron. And I, I do hope that the uh, court steps in here. Um, let's see. Also. Uh, Aaron says, uh, on Cam and Company, uh, during different stories, they mention of fees, gun shops, states, et cetera, incur for background checks. Aaron says, I'm an FFL. If I do a transfer, I charge $20. Uh, if an exchecks is required, I get online and I do it, or I call it in a voila, no charge. 
what the heck are these gun shops talking about that it cost them 50 plus dollars to do a background check? Doesn't cost us a thing. It's done online or via an 800 number to the Nick Center for no cost is in free. What am I missing here? Uh, the cost for labor, I suppose, Aaron, uh, is the, the cost that's associated with that, right? Uh, and it's the same thing, frankly, when it comes to uh, the, the cost for the government charging money uh, to issue the, the licenses in the first place. Um, does it really cost, you know, $500 or $470 in Connecticut to, uh, to, to go through the process of approving somebody for a gun license? Because that's what Connecticut wants to charge, 470 bucks uh, for the gun license and background check. In fact, Maryland wants to, or, uh, Connecticut wants to charge $75 uh, per background check fee. And that would be money that would go in large part to the, uh, to the state. Um, all right. Uh, Aaron says, uh, uh, you get your yearly vacation of what you usually spend on the farm doing chores. But what kind of vacation is that? <laughs> Uh, Aaron says a staycation exactly yes Uh, uh, Aaron says on company time Cam and company time consider using your vacation to go to Montana (laughs) Uh, here's the really fun part using the spoils of celebrity ship you can visit your fans and viewers along the way do 350 (laughs) miles a day it'll take you five days to get to Montana at that rate Four days there, five days back. Running 350 miles a day will give you. Uh, we'll give a small crew. You a tech, one camera guy, Cameron or John Pop can come along. Keep it small and manageable. Have a steady, relaxing pace. Have your fans and viewers set up a recommend lodging, eating, uh, uh, hour-long interview of their areas with them. Miss E could come along as well. Nah, that's not going to happen that's now because now you're talking. Happen. Then all of a sudden the kids got to come along. And all of a sudden that's not a small crew. And it's not a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Uh, Aaron uh, recommends we take a route that would uh, go through Nebraska as well and then head up north, which I I love that that route because I would you, love to you, go to the Dakotas. You can go. I, I hate travel. All right. I don't, you, you don't hate to travel. I get car sick. You do and I get don't car like sick. Traveling. You do get car sick. I don't like traveling. Yeah. It's just a pain in the butt. It is. Aaron says the series could be called On the Road with Cam and Company. He's actually had that idea before, Aaron. Or the we, Cam and Company Road Show. I shot it down already once. Cam's Big Adventure. Don't give him any more ideas, please. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, listen, I love the idea. I appreciate it. I just, uh, I, I, I don't know it's going to happen quite that way. But I do like the idea of uh, getting out to Montana in a road trip. Actually, my idea was doing, uh, when I read... Uh, a book last fall about the cannonball run. I wanted to take That's a right. week and I wanted to try to drive cross country and back. <laughs> I think you should try to get somebody to take you hunting out in Montana. At least then you can call it well, a Jana would, trip. Jana would, would uh, take go. me out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Stephen writing in, killing me is the uh, headline here. Uh, killing me here on a diet and you're talking about donuts. Don't mind me while I sit here and drown in my drool. Uh, Missy, I'm glad to hear that you were doing better. Hearing you guys talk about the fire was awesome. It reminded me of the time that I accidentally created a gas explosion in the backyard. Psst, don't tell the wife. Okay. <laughs> Borrowed a friend's torch last year to help burn down some weeds myself. I will not do that again as I was hosing one area to keep the flames from getting out of control while absently roasting my time patch. I was so brokenhearted it took me over a year to get it established. 
Needless to say, I will have a partner in crime if I decide to attempt that again. You've got to be really, really careful when you use a weed dragon. Yes. I, uh, killed, I accidentally killed a couple of plants the first time I would use it because I didn't realize how wide the heat went. Uh-huh. And I was just trying to do it along the path. Oh, it yeah. Was, like, remember, it all like, scorched oh, yeah. the bottoms of like a lot of plants. <laughs> yeah, Steven <laughs> says, uh, needless to say, it is not a good idea to let me play with fire. But darn it, it's so cool. It's so fun. I it, know. it is. It is. Um, let's see. Brian says, uh, driving into work this morning. It was fantastic to hear Missy laughing and swearing again. <laughs> we've uh, we've never met, but you two really do feel like good friends. Uh, well, Brian, thank you very much, sir. Uh, he says on a related note, you mentioned a while back that you might be visiting Tombstone, Arizona. My wife and I have been twice. We very much enjoy that town. Uh, we would love to uh, drive out and meet you, uh, treat you and yours to a beer or a meal or something along those lines. <laughs> See, this is why I got to take a road trip. I got to go to Montana and I got to drive down to Arizona. Somebody in Tulsa wants to buy us a beer too. So, and then go. I'll go back to <laughs> Tulsa. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Brian, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Um, uh, oh, also, uh, <laughs> uh, Brian wrote in another email. It says, Your discussion of Chelsea Clinton on NRA News uh, brought an old quote to mind. Uh, Linda Evangelista in Vogue magazine of October 1990. Boy, that is an old quote there, Brian. says, uh, I don't get out of bed for less than $10,000 a day. We're talking about Chelsea Clinton, who has a new children's book out now called She Persisted. Uh, yeah, and She and, Persisted being a rich, white, entitled brat? Yeah, I uh, think so. Okay. Um, no, it's about women throughout history who... There's nothing wrong with the book itself. It's oh, just the fact okay. that it's Chelsea Clinton. But we were talking about the fact that, uh, that Chelsea was hired at NBC News for as a correspondent without any TV experience for $600,000 a year. That's because of who her parents Because are, she's because. an entitled brat, yes. Yeah. Uh, so that was the that was where the uh, Linda Evangelista quote came in. Ah, yes. All right, we're going to step away for just a moment or two. We have more of your emails to get to as well, so stick around. Uh, more swearing maybe from Missy e as well. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. We'll be right <laughs> you back. You that wide I, open. Yeah. We'll be right back with more 40 Acres and a Fool. You're listening to 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. The Bonfire with Andrew Herzog. We're human beings, not robots. Robots are the ones that just reason because we program them that way. That's all they do. They aren't creative on their own, at least not yet. That is what makes us human. One of the things that makes us human right now is our creativity, our intuition, being able to teach, educate, and create things ourselves. The Bonfire on demand. New episodes posted every Saturday at noon Eastern on theblaze.com slash radio, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. Back with you for one more segment here on the 100th episode of 40 Acres and a Fool. Yeah, I feel like we, I, I guess we have baby pigs, we have, you know, earth broken in the garden. I, feel, I don't know, I feel like maybe we should be doing something like more special, maybe like set off fireworks or something for the last segment. Maybe we should do that tonight. We'll set off fireworks. Well, we do have fireworks. 
we leftover do. from, I think we went crazy on the after July 4th sale. We do. Yeah. All right, maybe we'll take video of that because I don't know how well it'll translate. I don't know if like actually listening to fireworks well, is exciting. We're doing something special today. Usually we either do the, the, the podcast at home or we do it in your studio, but today we're on remote. We are. We are doing it at from Wise Ridge uh, Country Store and Bakery in Dillwyn, Virginia, and you can check them out at wiseridge.com. They're on Facebook. You can get lunch. Um, you can get pizza. They get side dishes. They have yummy baked goods. They have different kinds of pies. They'll have holiday specials. They have cookies and truffles. Yes. And um, Joanne actually invited us back out here. She said, we got to get you out here with some of the old folks that are uh, out here so you can hear some of the stories that they used to tell. So that would be fun. We might uh, we might come back out and do something like that. All right. I get to put the menu away, though, because we haven't had lunch yet. Yeah, I'm I know. getting kind of hungry. Um, although those three... Farm fresh eggs this morning for breakfast. Those are pretty good. Yes, they yeah. were pretty tasty. Uh, all right, Charity wrote in says uh, spring with a question mark. Yeah, well, <laughs> it hasn't felt like spring recently here in South Dakota. Says Charity, where we have received six inches of snow. Oh no! By the end of the week, I'm hoping the snow will melt as the temperatures rise. This year, Charity says we're doing a different approach to gardening. We decided to buy plants instead of starting seedlings inside. We've done both, yeah. I yeah. like buying plants. It's so much easier. It is. But then you don't get the weird variety. That's the that's the trade-off. Right. But we just have had much better luck buying big plants Some than of them, yes. throwing them from seeds. Um, she said, I'm okay with this. The last few years, I feel like I've been running at top speed since we have moved to our acreage. Uh, we decided for now, until the littlest in, until the littlest littlest one is in school full time, we're going to put off adding other livestock besides our chickens to the farm. Yeah, it's funny how one day reality hits you and you discover that in fact you're human and you can't do everything. Yeah, it's kind of funny that way. It is. Or you get sick and all of a sudden everybody else has to be trying to step in and do all the stuff that you did. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, look, charity. If it makes you feel better. Our garden this year is going to be half the size that it was when we first planned on having a garden because we thought, oh, this would be fantastic. We'll have all these raised beds, and we could never, we could never we fill them. Keep, we yeah. couldn't keep up. We, we couldn't we, keep you up. Know, we, you, it, is, it is definitely possible for you to bite off more than you can chew. Because God knows I do that every year with my garden. <laughs> Thus the 27 varieties of tomatoes I started. Now, the thing is, though, I started 27 varieties. Some of them might not germinate. Some of the seeds are like two, three years old. Right. Um, I'm just trying them out to see if they come up. I got a better labeling system, so hopefully we got a good uh, mix of paste and cherry and grape and salad and beefsteak so we see what we get. But yes, I did start 27 types. And hopefully, I'd, I'd, I'll be happy with all 27 coming up. Me too. I like them all. Uh, Charity says, the only big plans we have this spring, my husband and I are going to spend a few days in Duluth, Minnesota to see the sights. I'm very excited to tour Glensheen Mansion and explore the Apostle Islands on Lake Superior. This is our first couple's trip since our daughter was born almost four years ago. Oh, have a wonderful time. You have earned it, yeah, Charity. Totally. <laughs> uh, Charity says, I'm glad to hear Missy is doing well. I love to see what you're both up to on Instagram, as always. Your family's in my prayers. Well, Charity, you are in our thoughts as well, and hope the snow melts soon, and I hope that uh, you're able to get some nice big plants and have fun in Duluth. Send pictures. I would love to see Duluth. <laughs> uh, Arturo... Writing in from uh, California, uh, wondering about Mount Hope Kennels, where Booker, the uh, destructive puppy, is uh, is currently away. He is off at puppy getting boot trained. Camp. Yes. yes, and and I have received many updates from Greg this week, uh, including a picture of uh, Booker in the back seat of Greg's truck with a uh, dorky smile on his face as he, he was practicing smile. getting in and out of his of the truck. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Greg says he's getting it. 
He's slowly. He's he's getting it. He's 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 getting there. He's so. a little like a little trepidatious about trying new things, but he's yeah. working past that. Yes. So, uh, so Arturo says, does Greg have a web presence for his regular business outside of his canine rescue? Uh, how best to find out more and contact Greg for those like you wanting to get their dog trained? Uh, we often get asked to recommend trainers and kennels from folks in our dog rescue and husky groups, and it looks like Greg would be good for those living in Virginia. You know, that is a, a really good question, Arturo. Um, and I don't know that uh, that Greg has a web presence right now outside of the uh, canine rescue. Um, if you look up Mount Hope Kennels and Stables, uh, there is a, I mean, you, you, the map comes up, but uh, the Facebook page is the Mount Hope Kennels. Actually, you know what? I take, I take that back. On Facebook. Uh, there is Mount Hope Kennels and Stables in uh, Chester, Virginia, and and you can find that is uh, a Greg's um, web presence. Web presence right there. Uh, so there's not a, a web page at the moment, but um, oh, I'll, I'll have to talk with Greg yeah. about that and see if uh, he's got plans for that. But I certainly would appreciate it. Uh, like I said, we've had uh, 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 Booker's been doing very well so far, and. Looking forward to uh, to getting him back, but uh, Greg's been great about checking in and keeping me updated on what's going on. So we will uh, we'll keep you informed as well. It was nice, however, that I was able to not have him there. I've actually got my office cleaned back up. I got it <laughs> dusted, and I bought a new chair since he ate so much of my old office chair. Yeah, so. well, now we have to fix the drywall that he ate. Yes, and, the... and some of the trim. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He yeah. was a bit of a destructive puppy while he was back there. So. Yes, but he's going to be so much better. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Sean in Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Sean, unbelievable. Okay, I thought I was... uh, Sean sent me a picture of a tomato. Oh, okay. And I thought, Sean, there's no way you already have tomatoes. I can't show this to Missy because she's going to be very angry that you already have tomatoes. But this is from a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. So Sean says, uh, first of all, congratulations on 100 episodes. I've listened to all of them. Some I've even listened to multiple times. Keep up the great work. I'd love to see y'all post a video podcast, maybe a tour of the farm. Just a thought. Um, we've been getting the farm in, in uh, better shape, Sean. So, so they can actually <laughs> be filmed? <laughs> right. Uh, so that is coming. Yeah. That is coming. And we actually have a spiffy camera for it. We too. do now. Uh, yes. Uh, Sean says, I know Missy is a tomato file. So I thought that I would share a picture of one of our Tinkerbell tomatoes that we harvested a couple of years ago. I sent this to Guinness as a possible smallest fully ripe tomato. I never heard back from them. As you can see in the picture, Sean says, oh, wow, that it was seven tiny. millimeters in diameter. I don't think, I think I grew a tomato that, that was that size in a, in a pot two seasons back. They were the mini yes, bells or something. the mini, mini bells, right. And they were tiny little bitties like that. It was almost like, I think I grew them because of the novelty. They didn't really taste all that great. No, I was going to say, uh, how did these Tinkerbells taste, Sean? Were they, were they just tiny or were they, you know, like... Poppy sweet, uh, right? Some golds just burst in your mouth with tomatoes, yeah. but they're not that tiny. Yeah. Well, Sean says, uh, take care, be well, and as always, have a better day. Sean, you Thanks, two, Sean. sir, out there in Pecan Grove Farm and Gardens in that beautiful Tahlequah, Oklahoma. We appreciate you riding in. Appreciate all of you listening as well. Uh, whether it's been one episode or all 100 episodes or Impressive. somewhere in between. I think I've watched all of 100 of anything. 
That's pretty impressive. You haven't even been here for all 100 episodes. No, I haven't. I have. I'm a, I'm a recent addition, apparently. It's Sean and me. Yep. We've been here the, you, uh, the entire time. You guys have been time. here the whole time. All right. Well, thank you, Dirt Brother. I appreciate it very much. Uh, you have a fantastic week. We will be talking again very soon. But in the meantime, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. You're, you're, you're now, you're just like... What are you doing? Are you just like mouthing the words when I say that? Live a little, learn a lot. I was trying to remember what you said. Live a little. Yeah, little, little, live a little, learn a lot. Yep. And, and don't we'll curse see too much see. when you're doing it, apparently. That's right. Just replace the bad words with muddy farmer. Muddy farmer. Cheese and sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> have the same impact. But I'm uh, working on it. Yes, you're working on it. All right. We will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for being a part of this edition of 40 Acres and a Fool from the Blaze Radio Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.